From the creators of Circles of Fate, this is Slices of Life, a podcast where intentional living and imperfection meet. Join my co-hosts and I as we have conversations that help you navigate real faith, real life, and real community in the everyday. I'm Kimberly Amici, and today I'm here with Elise Daly Parker and Kimberly Coyle. Today, we are talking about how to intentionally make time for your spouse in the busyness of the everyday. Between the three of us, we have over 60 years of experience in marriage. We've weathered our relationships in various locations, different seasons of parenthood, and financial ups and downs. Although our experiences are not the same, the one thing we can all agree on is how important it is to make time for our spouse. It's not always easy, but it is possible with intention and a plan. But before we get started, let's hear from some of our friends who answered this week's In Your Words question. We asked our friends of the show on social media, what is your favorite thing to do with your spouse? And we got a bunch of responses. And so each of us are going to take a moment and read them to you because some of them are pretty great. Elise, do you want to go first? Sure. I'll share the responses that we got on our Circles of Faith page on Facebook. From Sharon, we heard, my husband and I are both avid readers and also very busy people. Favorite date nights are going out to eat and reading our books in companionable silence before and after the main course. We do set down the books and chat during that time. I like that answer. Parallel play, as they say. And this from Susan. Ironically, it's motorcycle riding. Your picture background could be with us because we have a picture on on Facebook that that is a couple with um, motorcycles. Haha. <laughs> we got our licenses last year and hit the road. Well, quiet local roads anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we took up motorcycling together. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's sweet. And Kimberly, sweet. what did our what did our friends say on Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram, Jen joined us and she said that she and her husband like to go to the movies and travel together. Classic choices. Mm-hmm. Um Evelyn says that she and her husband like to cook and be beach bums together. That's really fun. And Samantha says that she lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, so they have a lot of opportunities, I think, to do stuff. And they love to go to museums, outdoor concerts, breweries, and be a tourist in their own city. Just fantastic. That's such a great idea. And then also... I put the question out on my personal Facebook page and um, had a lot of responses, too. So Diana says she loves to have date weekends, which typically include going to the gym, a movie, dinner, and some snuggling. This one's great um, from Sharon. She says that she goes for Pokemon drives and walks. The silly game gives us something to talk about while sharing friendly competition. It also makes my dog very happy to be outside on long walks. Jennifer says that she takes trivia cards in the car. It helps us to keep talking and not to sink into our own little worlds. Um, Beth says, hiking in the woods. It's something we both love to do. Um, I have just a few more. Um, Laura says, something fun and competitive like playing card games or reading through get-to-know-you questions and learning as much as we can about each other. Let's see. Whitney says, I love working on puzzles and cooking together, but sometimes I truly enjoy binge-watching our favorite TV shows. That is fun, especially if you have a common show that you really enjoy. Yeah. Because then Mm -hmm. you can talk about it. Um, Laura says she loves wine tasting. Um, We also got a response from a man, and he says, can't believe no one has said this. Sex. 
That was from <laughs> Terry. And we have two more, three more. Um, actually, four more. I'll read them real quick. Um, Lisa says, anything that brings my attention to why I fell in love with him. It could be watching him on the couch with our kids, hiking, watching a funny movie, or sitting on the beach. Love that. Yeah. Um, but I love that she she loves um, reminding herself of why she fell in love with him. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. Julie said, Jen, right now we are spending each day with four grandkids, ages two and under, nature walks, farm life activities, starting the homeschool process, gardening and cooking are something we like to do shoulder to shoulder. That's awesome. Um, Natalie says road trips, nothing better than time together, driving and talking, holding hands and jamming out to some Garth Brooks. (laughs) And then Gail says holding hands while taking a walk. Yeah, love so that. Those were some yeah. great things. Real quick, ladies, what's your favorite? What What do you like to do with your spouse? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> I like to do. I like to do a lot of things. I enjoy spending time with my husband a lot. But I think um, for us, travel is huge. We really enjoy traveling together and just seeing new things, and you know, being a being a tourist, like our mm-hmm. friend Samantha said, uh, mm-hmm. we enjoy that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, um, honestly, that is one of the best things that we do. I, you know what? I think one of the things I enjoy so much is when we are, are a team and, and accomplish something together. And I would go back to when we moved. It really required such teamwork and continues to. And even this past weekend, as we celebrated my daughter's wedding, it was really a DIY. And, you know, my husband and I really worked together to pull you know, some of the food stuff together, the the paper goods, a lot of different things. And I love that. I love feeling like we're a team. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I do. I love travel because Mm. I feel like you're stripped of the everyday stress and frustrations and it gives you an opportunity to like just relax and be yourself and just let go of, you know, it's like in a pretend world. But it strikes me as so funny because you guys are definitely you know, quite a bit younger than I am and in, in marriages that are not as long. And it's almost like we're going back to some of the things I enjoy is going back to the mundane, the, mm-hmm. the pulling right. things together, the teamwork. And when you're in it and doing that all the time, of oh, course, yeah. you want to, you want to get away from it. Right. But it's just classic, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That actually made me giggle a little bit on my end, Kimberly, because you clearly have never traveled with my husband who um, does not travel in a relaxed manner. It's like, how much can we possibly fit in and how many meals can we skip so we can do more, which makes most of us cranky. Oh, yeah. It becomes kind of a very bizarre, tense-filled situation. (laughs) But you said you like it, though. I do, I do, because, you know, you do get to experience new things with one another and talk about, you know, like what that experience meant to you, what it was mm-hmm. like, you know, how you felt about it and what was meaningful. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, like when you're just really hungry and you want to sit down and your kids are like draping themselves over, <laughs> you know, stairwells in the museum, <laughs> it's, it's not that great. But when looking back, looking back on it, it's like, oh yeah, that, that was a good moment. Once we is- pried, pried the children up and yeah. ate some food. Right, right. <laughs> That is yeah. that is very funny, Kimberly. Elise, can you tell us how some of our listeners can continue the conversation about what they like to do with their spouse? Yeah, um, you know, just want to note that it, we're really excited about 
bringing people into the show this way. And we would love you to um, join in the conversation. So if you didn't get a chance to answer the question, what do you love to do with your spouse? You can meet us over at the Slices of Life community group on Facebook and give us your input. You'll find that information. You'll find a link in our show notes. um, And you can also subscribe. And if you subscribe, you'll be getting our newsletter with lots of goodies. So we think that's a great idea. And you can do that by going to circlesoffaith.org. Um, so travel is one of those things that is definitely fun to do with our spouse. We all can agree, but it's not, um, the way we can connect every day. And that's the hard part. It's easy to go away. And like I said, when there's no stress and he doesn't have to be at work and I don't have to pack lunches, then we can enjoy each other. It's really easy, but it's the hard part is figuring out how to enjoy each other in the everyday and how to do it consistently in a way that nurtures our relationship and then it's not just kind of like a one-off every once in a while we get together and spend time together because we realize we're in crisis (laughs) (laughs) which has sometimes been the case yeah um yeah so so let's just jump on in and talk about that about about our experiences with it and um i guess we can start out with talking about when it was easy do you guys remember Mm. what that was like Um, yes, I think that really when it was easy, it was when we were first married and we literally would connect over our, our dinner every night. I mean, it was very natural and very organic and it was awesome. Yeah. Right. I would say for me, the easiest time is actually right now, which is hard to believe, but, um, I never thought we would actually reach this point, but our, because our kids are older, um, we can go out whenever we feel like it. Honestly, we don't need to worry about a babysitter anymore. We don't, you know, we really can just go and blow however we feel like doing. So, um, so I've committed, uh, when we celebrated our 20th anniversary this year, I committed to my husband for it as his gift that I would plan 12 once a month for 12 months, I would plan a date night for us. So, um, he historically has been the one who's like kind of driven that. And he's always like, Hey, how about we do X, Y, Z? Because I'm usually too tired. Um, and I'm a homebody. (laughs) So I've, I've relied really heavily on him to kind of carry that for us. And, um, I think he's just tired after 20 years and, and he wants like it, it shows him, Mm. um, that I'm committed and that I, you know, I love spending time with him. So that was my gift to him. So, um, Yeah, so I've been, you know, kind of slowly planning, and it actually takes a lot of thought and effort, but it's not nearly as hard as it used to be when the kids were little. Right. So do you want to tell us where you're going in January? Um, In January, actually, we just had our date last week, and all we did was a movie and dinner, and it was so, I mean, just really simple, and I actually, it was more of a last-minute thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but he was just really happy that I had planned it. So all he had to do was come home and I got, I drove us, I picked the place, I picked the movie, Aww. I bought the tickets. I just, I took care of everything that he usually takes care of. Love so, that. Um, yeah. And I chauffeured him both ways. So there wow. wow. That's, that's beautiful. That yeah. is really awesome. Nice and simple. But the fir- for the first one, I wanted to do something special. So I actually booked us tickets for, um, we went to hear Alec Baldwin's podcast he was recording oh. it live oh nice oh. who was he with he was with patty smith mm-hmm. um she's a singer and writer and 
fascinating woman. And um, yeah, so I got tickets for that, and and, and we went. Wow, to that. Oh, it was nice. super fun. That's yeah, it was awesome. Different. So. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. You know, it reminds me of the importance of um, remembering our spouse's love languages, because like that's in some way you you reversed roles so that you could give him clearly what he. Yeah. is willing to do and is good at, but would love to be served in that same way. That's awesome. Yes. My husband's yeah, love language is service. Good. I wonder if he would appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's Michael's as well. He, um, he just really likes me to come alongside him and help yeah. him with stuff. And I think this was a really, I, this is so outside of my norm. Believe me, I'm not patting myself on the back for this one, but it's because I don't typically take initiative in that way. But um, it really did meet his love language and time together isn't, isn't really my love language. So I, that's why I never really thought about it. I'm like, well, it's, it's great. I mean, it's wonderful. It's a nice thing to do, but for him, it really meets that need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's funny because again, as I feel like is often the case, cause you and I are so different, Kimberly Coyle with the introvert extrovert thing. Um, but I would, I would love for my husband to take that kind of initiative on a date night. Mm-hmm. It's usually my, I'm the planner. Right. And um, and when he does a few times that he has, it's been amazing. But he's always nervous to do it because he's afraid that I'm going to say, oh, that's not really what I want to do because I'm so right. picky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I confess that we did. I did choose a movie that I wanted to see the other night. It Which was, was? Not, it was not a movie that I don't think it was on his list, but it was, um, it was La La Land. Yeah, yeah, and it was absolutely fabulous and so wonderful. Oh, I, I heard it's been doing amazing. Everyone seems to love it. That seems great. Like number one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember so. when we used to live in Manhattan. We used to do laundry together, like that. Mm-hmm. We literally would go downstairs. We'd bring all the laundry. We put it in the five or six washers, and we'd sit there and we'd talk. We'd wait for it to come out, and then we fold it together. And you know when I. State When we moved to the suburbs, I just had my daughter, Ava, and we didn't have a discussion like, okay, now you're going to do it all by yourself. Because now, next thing I know, I'm doing it all by myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. we're not spending any time together. And I'm like, what happened? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, before kids, it was so easy because it was, like, every every moment was about getting back to each other after work and spending time together and doing the things that you did around the house together. And then mm. now it's kind of like a divide and conquer mentality where it's like, I'll take care of this, you take care of that. And so I would love to do more, um, like, acti- like, not activities, but like the mundane things together, like projects together. My, my husband That's doesn't fun. see that as, I see it as an opportunity mm-hmm. to spend time together and he sees it as like work. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. and so yeah. we're, we're getting there on that one. But um, yeah, I remember when it was much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never had that experience, actually, because when we got married, um, I was working as a nurse, and I worked evening shift. Mm. So he would work all day, and then he'd come home, and I would leave until midnight to work. So we oh, really wow. were on flip shifts, and I um, wow. and I worked weekends That's as intense. well. Wow. It was, not, it was not easy. It was definitely not an easy way to enter into a marriage when you're, mm-hmm. you're barely seeing mm, each other. No, yeah. So we never tough. had that kind of norm because I was still working as a nurse when my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, then we were into the whole kid thing, and that just throws a whole nother level of chaos into yeah. <laughs> spending time together. So, so what are the um, warning signs? Like, how do you know when you're not 
connecting with your spouse? I mean, I guess that there's some obvious things, but like, what are, what are some of the signs that make you start to think, Hmm, we haven't been spending the time we need to spend with each other. It's a great question. Mm. I really, yeah, I, I will tell you right off the bat. I, I can, I start to not like my husband. I really start to like get to this, um, feeling of, of, um, I, I don't know. I think I get critical. Like I stand back at a distance and sort of get critical. And I think it's disappointment in, because I'm such a connector. And when we don't, we are not connecting, I feel so disappointed, but it's all happening without me knowing it. I just want to make that clear. It's not, it's not conscious stuff. It's like, I find myself in this place where I just feel like, gosh, who is he? I don't even know if I like him. <laughs> and I'm being really, I'm being really honest. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not good. It's not good at all, but it has happened a few times in our lives that it has happened in, in, in a season or two. And it's also happened in a moment or two, if you know what I mean, like where it's just been, Oh my gosh, it, we we've got to do something right now to, um, to start to feel like we know each other again. So that for me is how it, how it manifests itself. And, um, the distance starts to grow and I start to not really like him and forget why I do like him. And I start to focus negatively. Mm. Yeah, I could. I can definitely see that. I I definitely become more critical. I think I, I, I think I lose like my sense of compassion for my husband mm. when we don't spend time together. Like I forget how hard it is for him sometimes. You know, like he works really long hours. He has a really difficult commute. He carries a lot of the weight of our family, and um, yeah. Yeah. and he's responsible for so much. Like it. I just, I can't even, the weight of that, if I had to carry that, I wouldn't be able to. Mm. And he does that so well. But when we're not, when we don't spend time together, it's very easy for me to turn inward and to kind of forget, like, really how much he carries for me. Yeah. And um, and I do lose that compassion, that sense of like, wow, I, I, sh- I need to be serving him and, uh, you know, helping him carry this load. Mm. And when we don't spend time together, I start to really focus more on my own stuff. Like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm at home doing this all day long. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. tired of doing this and yeah. what have you. But when we're really connected and spending time together and he's, you know, we're talking about what our days look like, it, it is a very good reminder to me. Like, oh, my gosh, he is caring so much. Mm-hmm. How can I, you know, how can I help um help with that and just stay focused on like what we're doing together rather than apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. How about you, Kimberly? You know, I've, it's funny when we don't spend time together, I find myself pulling away from him even more. You Mm -hmm. know, I kind of get Mm -hmm. this sense of independence and like I get puffed up and I probably do more, carry more and try to be more because after all, you know, I'm on my own and he's on his own and we're not doing it as a team and we're not together and we're not connecting and he has no idea what's going on in my head because why would he? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I right. withdraw even more. And mm. then I find myself um, making decisions, not major decisions, but decisions without him. And then him kind of being like, well, when did that happen? And I'm like, yeah. oh, well, you yeah. you know, you weren't here. Well, he is. He's home in the evening. It's not like he's not here. I just doesn't occur to me to even, like, talk to him about something that he thinks, oh, my gosh, this affects you. It affects me. And I'm like, 
well, it only affects me. You know, like, the, you know, those, so, so those true. kind of yep. things start to happen. And then I realize, oh gosh, like I'm not sharing with him what I'm thinking. I'm not sharing with him what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And you've so, got it sort of all under control. So you don't really, it's like, yes. I, don't, I don't really need him anymore to do this. I've got things going in, in a groove. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a defense mm-hmm. mechanism. But I also think yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. you hit the nail on the head, Kimberly, when you said compassion, I lose all compassion because there's no, there's no relationship. I mean, there is, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? There's not an yeah. intimacy where I'm no, I'm no longer yeah, empathizing with what he's dealing with or trying to understand his struggles. I'm just, I become so focused on me, what yeah. I'm dealing with. And that's definitely a big, big sign that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I, I was thinking, um, you know, one of the, there's a, a great scripture that I think is really helpful for when we feel disconnected from our, our, our spouses and we start to go negative. And it's um, in Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, worthy, think about such things. And I think mm-hmm. when we get that distance, we forget all those good things about them. And we forget, as you say, Kimberly, some of their struggles. And I think that scripture helps for me and for some of the other women I know, too, who have struggled in their marriage at times. It kind of re- It's a restart button. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. These are the things I like about him. These are the things I appreciate about him. This is true about him. Like what you said, Kimberly, mm-hmm. how hard yeah. he works and how much time he dedicates to this family and why he needs me to play my role in what we've agreed to in our marriage. So mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. Oh, I like the way you said that. Yeah. It's definitely a good reminder to play my role. Play my role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not keep hoping he's going to take over some of my role, too, on top of his. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So what hasn't worked for you guys in terms of, I guess I can, I can answer this question because I, I have yeah. a few answers for this one. Um, <laughs> not, not a negative way. Um, like what doesn't work? So I asked this because um, when I started working with my life coach, one of the things I told her that was important to me was to spend time with my husband every day. And I said, it's important to me, but I'm not doing it. Okay. So how do I make this a part of my life? And one of the things that she suggested, which was actually a brilliant idea, was to set um, a timer on your phone and figure out whatever time it is that's the best chance for you guys to sit down, whether it's like 8.30, 9 o'clock when you put your kids to bed. What is that time? Have the alarm go off on your phone and then you sit down and you talk. And I tried that. It did not work. Because I'm not a night person and mm-hmm. because I felt like there was always a reason not to sit down and talk. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted mm-hmm. it to work because I needed it to work. Um, because, you know, like, again, like we've talked about, like once in a while, date nights are amazing, but there needs to be some sort of consistency to what you're doing or yeah. else you're really not going to stay connected and you're not going to stay in a great place. So that didn't work for me. Um I'm trying to be a little bit better with, um, like resisting the urge to just go get my book and go to bed and get under my covers and like sit up and talk to him. But it's diff- It's really difficult for me and I, I want to do a better job at it. But I, I say that knowing myself, but we've also found other ways that have worked for us. So, um, I'm curious, have you found that there's things that just don't work? 
but like you hear other people are doing and you're mm, like, this mm, isn't working. Yeah. That doesn't work for us. Yeah. That's a good question. Mm. Uh, well, let me think what doesn't work for us. Um, having a set time definitely doesn't work for us. Our schedule does not allow for any continuity whatsoever. So exactly what you were saying, Kimberly, I mean, I never know what an evening will hold for us with our, our kids or like when my husband's going to get home or if we just have activities going on. Um, so something like that, I just can't count on that because I would, I would be really frustrated if I was setting aside a specific time and then it wasn't happening. That would just add to my setup level. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think, yeah, that, I don't know that that would, that definitely wouldn't work. I think we just have gone through seasons that have been difficult, um, just because of our life situations, you know, like when we lived abroad, mm-hmm. we had some really, um, some unusual challenges with that. Um, when your kids are little, it can be really difficult. But I think one thing that we used to do a lot, um, we used to watch TV together a lot and now we don't. And that just doesn't work for us anymore. I mean, we've kind of, we just have really different tastes in what we like and what we want to watch and what we're willing to watch. And I know that is a huge place where my husband like just likes to chill out yeah, and relax. And I cannot relax to Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. It's just like very upsetting to me. So yeah, um, I've noticed my, mine and my husband's taste are changing. They were like, I would say in the early years, there were a lot of things we enjoyed watching together. And now there's some shows that I love. Like, I think it's brilliant story writing. And he's like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, and then he's off and he goes and gets a cup of tea and then he's like gone. And I'm like, I thought we were spending time together. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, we, we did not have TV almost at all in our house for um, the whole, all the years that we were raising our kids for like 20 years, meaning we had no cable. And so whatever was on TV was not worth watching and we didn't, we're low tech and all that stuff. But it's funny because now we are enjoying some shows together. I would, I, I don't know, any, I know only descriptions of Game, games, game of Thrones. And I would never want to watch it from what I understand. <laughs> but we're yeah. actually, Chris can enjoy The Crown enough, you know, to watch it with me. Or what's the other one? This Is Us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we, so we've never done that before. And it's actually working. So I would say TV has never worked for us in the past. But it, it's, it's and, and it did for many people. Right. And I would hear about it, and I'd be kind of like, oh, that kind of sounds nice and relaxing. Like, we'd never do that. So now we are doing it a little bit, and it's, it is it is fun. Mm-hmm. So maybe your cha- <laughs> tastes change, and then they come back again. <laughs> maybe. Who maybe. knows? In another 15 years, we might be watching TV together again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then the other um, thing that I would say, I, I, want, I was thinking about what doesn't work. And honestly, I, I kind of feel like anything that has allowed us to connect has worked. At, at a different point. Again, we're married a lot longer mm-hmm. and we've tried a lot. We've gone to courses together. We've done counseling together. Um, we've done projects and it, it all, it all actually does work well for us. I'm trying to think of something that's just like, that's not my style or it is his, mm-hmm. um, because we're so different. So mm-hmm. it's not like we're sailing through marriage, believe me, but, <laughs> um, but it's kind of like we've done a lot of very intentional work in our marriage and it's, it's worked. Mm-hmm. At one time or another, it's kind of worked. So then, why don't say, you why don't you tell us what has worked? Okay, well, um, counseling. When things are really bad, I beg of you, all you people out there, <laughs> to get a good counselor because I really think that's important. It's important for what I see happening in a couple when they kind of refuse to go to counseling is 
a lot of blame that never gets resolved. And we all get to stay in our own corner and kind of go, well, he, blah, blah, blah. And then my husband could say, well, she, blah, blah, blah. But when you come to a counselor, you don't get away with that anymore. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I think counseling has worked for us because we've, we've had to face ourselves in the mm-hmm. marriage. So dialoguing is one of the tools that we learned before we got married during our engaged encounter marriage prep weekend. And I have that information on my blog, so I will share the um, that in the show notes. But it's really a written exercise where you ask a question mutually, and you answer, and then you share your answers to kind of put it in a nutshell. Extraordinarily powerful um, if, if you're both willing to do it. And the question can be literally in the middle of a standoff when, you've, when you're having a fight and you can't get through it, and you ask a question that somehow breaks it down, or like, wh- what is happening between us? Why are you so angry? Or why am I feeling so angry? Or whatever. Um, so how often I would state- you do that? Do you just do it in crisis? Or is it something that you do on a date when you're like, want to broach a new topic? Yeah, or is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it depends. Um, it's probably, it would probably be a great thing for us to pick up again now because we are in a situation where you can sort of disconnect on that level. When we first got married, we did it probably weekly. Um, we've done the, the five minute thing where you just literally, um, have a chance to say, talk for five minutes. So let's say I get to talk for five minutes and sort of download, or as they say now, brain dump. And my husband has nothing to say about it. He can't, he can't interrupt me. He can't, um, you know, comment, give me suggestions, give me advice, etc. He just listens and maybe afterwards can ask me a question for more understanding. You know, you can ask questions like, um, so what I think you're saying is that you're feeling whatever, disconnected from me. And one of the ways that we would feel more connected is if we fill in the blanks. So that's another one, simple one that I think is really important and really easy. And that you can do We've been instructed to do that, you know, like every night for several weeks when we've um, been working with our counselor. Another one is um, going to classes together. We've done um, Love and Respect. We've done um, the Marriage Court. You know, lots of classes are being offered through churches, and we've signed up, and we've really enjoyed them. We've gone and and seen and heard the Boundaries guys, Townsend and Cloud. Um We've gone on date night. In fact, our date night was around our counseling. So we would get a babysitter. And this is when our kids were pretty young. Um, and we would have a, a an ongoing babysitter every two weeks. And we would go out to counseling. And then we would go out for dinner or even a cup of coffee, depending on, you know, finances and availability. But it was absolute. And um, sometimes our meeting afterwards would be an extension of the fight that we had had in counseling. So that would be really fun. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> really? So I'm just pretty sure I wouldn't be speaking to my husband after a counseling well, session. it depended. And sometimes we wouldn't, we wouldn't be speaking to each other. We'd just sit across each other. And then other times we'd be able to resolve some stuff. So um, also, frankly, intentional sex. When we got so busy that we started feeling that lack of intimacy, um, we would put that on the calendar. Um, on the inside of our little cabinet in our bedroom. And (laughs) we'd also do things like, you know, light a candle or, you know, whatever, a couple of little signs. We've also, we have also, one of the most important things is we have gotten to the point where it's gotten really bad. Not a lot, but one major time where we literally had to say, are we doing this or not? Are we staying married 
or not. It's really hard. Neither one of us likes each other right now. Um, but we're either we're either in it or we're not. And that's that happened. Um, I'm going to say 15 years ago where we sat across the table and said, are we doing it or not? And when we made the decision, yes, we are committed. We've made a covenant. We love each other. We just have to figure out our way. It does make me cry back to each other. Um, we decided we didn't just want an okay marriage. We wanted a good marriage. And how are we going to make that happen? So all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That takes a huge commitment on both your parts. I think it's, it's really hard. hard hard for couples when only one half of the couple is willing to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, no. it's, that can be really, really challenging. I'm sure there are people listening who are, you know, are in that situation where they feel like, well, I'm willing to do that, but I'm not sure that my spouse is. And yeah. um, that, would, that would be really challenging. I'm sure that there are other ways too, you know, like starting smaller. Like Kimberly, do you have any ideas where you can start small or maybe it's not going, trying to engage your husband in a dialogue or counseling right away? Yeah. Well, you know, there was, um, when my kids were young and I want to say, you know, I had three little ones, maybe they were all under the age of five. I'm trying to think probably, yeah, because Ava would have been in kindergarten. I wasn't connecting with my spouse at all. And I went and was hanging out with my little mom's group and I was talking about it. And they, and my one friend, she had such good advice. She's like, set a date night on the calendar every week. You get a babysitter for the same night every week. And I guarantee you, he will come home. You tell him that if you don't come home from work, cause he was working a lot of hours, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my, myself or I'm going to find a friend. And, you know, because the excuse was, well, he had to work late and he was busy. Well, let's go out this week. And then I would find, um, you know, he was working a lot of late hours. And so work paid for his dinner. And so he would order in every night. So he'd get like Japanese one night and he'd get, you know, I don't know, Mexican the other night. Then he'd get an order in Italian. And so I'd be like on a Friday night, I'd be like, well, can you take me to Japanese? He's like, oh, God, I had Japanese twice this week. And I'm like... Okay, good, because I've been feeding our, you know, our five-year-old, our three-year-old, and our one-year-old mac and cheese all week, so I would just like to go out and have some grown-up food, and, like, he was like, oh, I just, I just want to eat home, and I'm like, oh, you know, Um, and so, you know, I took my friend's advice, and I got a babysitter that was, that came every Thursday, and he never missed a date night. And he made it happen and he started to set boundaries in place. And Mm. like, he told me the story one time, this guy was like, he's like, I have to go home. I have dinner. I'm going to dinner with my wife tonight. And the guy was like, well, it's your anniversary. He's like, no, it's just date night. Like the guy was like, (laughs) really? Like, you know, why are you going out with your wife if it's not a special occasion? Um, But that's what we did is we committed to, you know, a weekly thing. And, and, you know, and I get that that's that's extremely difficult to do you, you to do if you don't have it in the budget. But I put it in. It was a budget line yeah. in our mm-hmm. our category. I, I found the cheapest sitter I could find, right? That I trusted, yeah. and <laughs> I was like, that wasn't direct off the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it was a, a friend's daughter. But um, we, I made it a priority in our finances. I made it a priority in our time. And he began to make it a priority. And and now our kids are older, so we could technically do that. However, if there's not somebody knocking at your door, you might not end up going out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's no sitter. So um, I'd love to get back to a weekly date night because now we no longer have to pay for a sitter. And certainly, you know, there were nights when 
we would just go to Barnes and Noble and walk around and get a hot chocolate or um, neither of us drink coffee. So we kind of don't do the coffee house thing, but we could with hot chocolate or tea. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't always mean that you have to go out to dinner or go out to a movie. You know, there was times when we had extra time for whatever reason we'd eaten and it went super fast (laughs) because we eat real fast and we would just go to the park and literally park the car. And just hang out and talk because we could for the next half an hour. And we knew that if we went home, the TV would go on, I'd get my pajamas on, and that would be the end of our night. And so um, the consistency of of doing that was really, really important. Um, Another thing, you know, I, uh, I said how setting a timer at night didn't work. But what does work for us um, in the... When, when it's when we have long days is to get up early and go for a run together and we started mm-hmm. doing that and that was our time to talk because you have a captive nice. audience they're not going mm-hmm. anywhere <laughs> um but now that you know daylight savings we're not doing that so much anymore so i yeah. think that the seasons make a big difference i, I definitely find have to be that flexible yeah 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 sure. you know i want to i want to note to uh, about the cost of some of this and also Kimberly what you addressed with it's great to have a husband who's willing um two things one you're so right Kimberly with the you can go to sit in your car Mm -hmm. and you can even get somebody to to kid swap if Mm -hmm. if you know you really don't have the finances but it's that important to you you probably can find a friend a sister somebody who's willing to take your kids one day and you'll take them the next Mm -hmm. or do switch every other week so I think sometimes finances can really be a block, but they don't have to be. The other thing is, yes, my husband is, has been absolutely a willing participant. I have been the initiator for all this stuff, which does get frustrating mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. makes you want to give up sometimes and kind of like, what? Why me? Um, but um, I will say I, the counseling started with me. I went first by myself. And I think that... Um, I don't know, legitimized it. You know, Chris saw me um, go and be willing to do the work and make some changes. And eventually he was able to join me in that. So sometimes that's the way it has to start. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it has to be like, okay, well, I don't really feel like I need the counseling. In this case, I actually did need the counseling. But sometimes it feels like I I don't really think I need the counseling, but he won't go with me. My, My thought is then you start. And see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's not easy, and I know it can be like, why should I? But it is it is a potential um, way of you know stepping in mm-hmm. and starting something that your husband has said I'm not I'm not doing. And sometimes, fr- quite frankly, even the counselor will say, you know, I'd really like your husband to come in now. And then you've got somebody who's not just you going, would you go to counseling with me? But somebody saying, you know, I'd love to meet your husband and get to know him too and learn a little bit about the dynamic. So, well, you know, when if you had asked me if my husband was willing to do date nights, I'd be like, no. I mean, I thought that he just couldn't swing it. And my friend was like, yeah. no, you just started. And again, like there was, I've gone yeah. through many se- different seasons where I'm like, I don't want to initiate this. But you know what? I initiate it. And then it happens. And then even with the running, I think um, I I would run occasionally with a friend of mine. But when he started getting up every day, I was like, okay, there's no way I can lay in bed. Like, this isn't the way it works. Like, <laughs> of, I'll, I'll go with you. But if you had mm-hmm. asked me, like, do you want to run with your husband at 530 every morning? I'd be like, not really. But he Wait. started getting up and it was like, 
yeah, yeah, I'll come with you. Yeah, we can talk. We didn't get a chance to talk last night. Let's talk. Like, I do think that there are situations where this, the other spouse absolutely is not interested. But mm-hmm. I do think that there's also um, many times when we think they're not interested. Yes. Right. But if we would just take the first step, and even yeah. there might be, there might it might take longer for some than others, but if you're willing to do the work and set something in motion, I think you'll be surprised how they respond. I mean, Kimberly, even you said how your husband's responded to you setting up the date night and oh, you making yeah. plans. Yeah. He loves it. Mm-hmm. He loves it. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say too, like he, um, I, I'm very fortunate in, in this sense that he does take a lot of initiative, a lot in our relationship. So for 20 years, he has um, either texted or called me during the day pretty much every single day, unless he was traveling and the time difference and whatever was kind of crazy. He mm. makes an effort to reach out to me during the day just to let me know that he's thinking of me or just to check in or just to see how Great. something's going. Or, you know, Love I would it. never, ever call him or text him at work because I, I know his schedule is so crazy that it would be an interruption. It would be, you know, like, it could be in the middle of a meeting and that would not be a good time. So, um, so he makes the effort to reach out to me every day, which I is fast. Mm-hmm. And really lots of times, that. one thing that has been really instrumental for us, and it's so simple and I think probably doable for most people, um, is he calls me on his commute home every day mm. and we, and that's when we do our catch up because that's when great. he walks in the door, I'm trying to feed him. The kids all want to talk to him about something. He wants to catch up on whatever has gone on during the day. He also needs to decompress a little bit. So he calls me on the commute home, and we have uh, he's got a long commute, so we have quite a chat usually. Um, but we'll take 20 minutes or longer sometimes just to get you know catch up on everything. And I'm very fortunate that he he has a, a big capacity for, for people and for a lot of words. So, you know, I know, like, <laughs> at the end of the day, some men are kind of done. Yeah. And they need true. a break. But he he really, um, he has a capacity for that. So, so I take advantage of it. And that's when we talk about whatever it is we need to talk about. And it's a really great connection point. And I'm usually cooking dinner. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in the middle of trying to take the kids somewhere and mm-hmm. it just works really well for us. And even though we're not in the same room, it still is a point of connection that, mm-hmm. um, that has been wonderful over yeah. the years. Yeah. Well, you've talked about some really great, simple things I think that people mm-hmm. can do. Yeah. Um, I love that idea of the commute home and I love that idea of a touch base. Um, even just a text to say, you know, a few times Chris and I have done that. I mean, really, so much so that it's notable. But it's always been such a blessing if he just mm-hmm. writes a little note. Hey, babe, you know, thinking about you. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, oftentimes the text comes with a, oh, and by the way, can you pick me up some Advil <laughs> or what? You know, like there's sometimes a little chore involved, but um, mm-hmm. but that's okay. It's, yeah. I know it's he's thinking of me. Yeah, yeah I, I love Voxer for that. Um, it doesn't replace spending time with my spouse, but um, it kind of gets some things out of the way. Like if I if there's something come up during the day, especially when I talked about before with me withdrawing, right? So sometimes I feel like by the time he gets to me, I'm over it emotionally, and I just don't want to talk about it. Like I don't need I don't need his input. I needed his input like three hours ago when he was in a meeting, and now he's not. You know, like I don't want to talk about it anymore. So I, I, I don't have um, 
the capacity to save it all up and then talk to him about it when he gets home. So I really like the idea of saying, hey, this just came up, not sure how to deal with it, but um, just wanted to let you know, or, you know, kind of get some things out of the way that don't make for sexy conversation and spending time together in the evening, but like needs to be communicated. Um, And I also use it for, you know, to encourage him. Like maybe in the moment when he's home and we're, we're going through something, I don't, I don't have the capacity to encourage him. But then after he's gone to work, I will like box him and say, Hey baby, I just want to let you know, I'm praying for you. And I'll pray. I'll even pray the prayer. I'm praying for him on the boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And so I can kind of let go of whatever it is that's frustrating and kind of get back to him and, and leave him that message. And so that's been, that's been kind of um, neat for us. Yeah. That's really like nice. That. That's sweet. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I don't think Michael would add anything else to his list of listen to's or have to's. Yeah, <laughs> like right. If I said download Voxer, he'd be like, no more. No more. No, no more, please. My husband has a flip phone, so there is no Voxer <laughs> on his yeah. phone. <laughs> I love the idea. It works with my girlfriends. You yeah. Know? yeah. I, think, I think that's awesome. Just to, just to recap, is definitely think out of the, outside the box and figure out what works for you. Absolutely. Um, I think consistency is important, but I also think being aware of the changing seasons is also important. So what worked in one season isn't going to work yeah. in another. Yeah. It's, sure. I, I, think that's, I think that's a good point, and I think it's hard to do, though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> because, yeah, again, and I also want to say, you know, again, I, I mentioned a lot of things that we've done. We did them for moments, sometimes at a time, and it's over the course of a 32-year marriage. And it's my thing, frankly. Yeah. Marriage. I'm very passionate about marriage and figuring out how to stay married in a world that is not for marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that it's just um, a perfect example of why community is important. And the reason why we do this podcast yes. is because we've all tried different things and some things have worked and some things don't. And getting together with other people and finding out what they've done and getting input and advice and suggestions from other people really helps make us a success in whatever it is that we do. And so that's yeah. why we're here. <laughs> really? Cause I need all the help I can get. <laughs> you all do. Yep. Me so, too. Yep. um, Elise, can you close us up with a challenge for our listeners this week? Mm-hmm. Well, I was actually thinking about two challenges cause I want to give people a choice in case one doesn't fit. And now let's see if I can remember what they were. Okay. One was the five minute challenge and that is to just, um, allow each other five minutes together to download and listen and you'll be amazed at what you hear and again the rules are simple just set a timer and it's your spouse's turn to talk for five minutes about whatever he or she wants to talk about and there could be a question or two to just get a little more information but really keep it simple and then it's the other person's turn um and the other one i thought of oh i know going back to that scripture philippians 4 8 um, my challenge for for another person who maybe doesn't want to do that engagement so much, but needs to sort of rethink about their spouse, is to really um, take a few moments, maybe even write it down, um, to think about what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable about your spouse. Just even one thing that is excellent or praiseworthy. Excuse me. So that's my challenge. Oh, that's great. Those are my challenges. Excellent. 
All right, everybody, thanks for joining us for this episode. If you stop by circlesoffaith.org, you can sign up for our free newsletter to receive additional resources and bonus content. Basically, that means that we do the work for you by finding articles, books, and videos to take you deeper into the topic we've just discussed. For example, this week in the newsletter, you'll find five keys to an intentional marriage from simplemarriage.net. Sometimes there'll be extra episodes not available anywhere else with conversations that don't make it into the final cut of the show. You can find us weekly on iTunes and Stitcher and on social media as Circles of Faith. 